Good Sabbath, my friends. <laughs> and those of you who are not my friends. Um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting day. Great day, actually. I'm very happy with things. Um, saw some friends at church. It was a very good experience. Of course, it was sacrament meeting and then Sunday school, so it was good. Anyway, ah, I can't believe I'm yawning. I'm not even in this thing a minute, and I'm already yawning. Please excuse the yawns. Yes, I'm going to, here I am giving you advice again. I don't know. It's unsolicited, but you may benefit from it anyway, and I'm not charging you for it, except the only price you're really paying is the time you spend listening to this and then deciding for yourself whether or not um, it, it's something you believe and whether or not it'll work for you. So let's get right to it before I freaking yawn, uh, yawn again. Okay, this is the deal. Um, I have a phrase I tell people when they talk about friends. I'll say to them, um, I said, well, I have a philosophy on that. And they'll say, oh, really? What's your philosophy? And my philosophy is this. I can't be everybody's friend, but I'd like to minimize my enemies. So what am I saying there? I know everybody's not going to like me or want to be a friend to me. They're not even going to want to tolerate me. They're probably going to want to drop a house on me. There are going to be different types of people. People who love me, people who like me, people who don't care for me, people who hate me. In those four basic categories. And there's subsets to that which are just too numerous to even talk about. But this one thing is true. You can... Well, you can exercise a considerable amount of control over that if, yes, you got to pay attention now, if you're willing to accept the realities of life. Well, what are, oh, uh, almost swore, so I'm disgusted with this yawning. Excuse me again. What are the, some of the realities? I'll tell you the most important realities of life. You can't be everybody's friend. It's impossible. And while there's too many people in the world to meet and get to know, you could one, you have the, the physical impossibility. Now, with a group of people you might be associated with, where you have the physical possibility, you have many other possibilities. Uh, maybe you don't like the same things. There's, there's just too many even mentioned. Maybe they yawn too much. I don't know. But basically... If there are people that you can associate with online or in person, you're only going to be able to be friends with, with certain people. That's all there is to it. I'm going to give you a solution. And this is, it isn't a solution of friendship, meaning if you do what I say, it's not going to make them your friend. It's just going to make whatever interactions or relationship you have with them um, more better. I guess you would say, or more satisfying, whatever you want to term you want to use. And that is this. You, with people, hold on. <sighs> Dang, I'm just about two seconds away from swearing. With people, you need to recognize this. There are some people you can have very close to you. And I'm not talking about enemies. That stupid thing about keep your enemies even closer, that's stupid. <laughs> Trust me, that's stupid. Just keep them closer so I can watch them. If you're busy, if you need to spend time watching enemies, you got a mental problem. You need to see a therapist and do something. About it. Get rid of those people. They're anchors. Anyway, let's let's get back to the subject. You keep the people you can trust the most, and the trust 
has come through observation, interaction. You have spent time with these people. They're consistent. They're honest. They have all the qualities of being a good moral person. Those are the people you keep the closest to you. And then as it goes out from there, it degrades, you know, um, to the point where there are people you do not associate with. But speaking of just the people you may associate with or have interactions with, this is the way you do it. You only have them as close to you as you can trust them. And I mean cold, hard, and you know, analytical examination uh, with feelings too, impressions, their past behavior, how they treat other people, all, how re reliable are they as a friend, all that kind of stuff. You examine every bit of that evidence and then you determine, you grade them. Maybe one through ten. Someone, number one, you spend, want to spend all your time with. Number ten, you hate to see them, but you feel sorry for them. <laughs> it's true. There are people I can't stand, but I feel so sorry for them. So I give my time or spend some time with them. I usually spend just enough time to have a, a decent conversation, and then I am running like hell. Seriously, I will say goodbye and leave. And it's very difficult. Anybody who's ever spoken to me will tell you, George hates to say goodbye. Why do I hate to say goodbye? Well, part of it is I'm enjoying the conversation. The other part of it is I don't want to prematurely leave you. So if you're talking to me about something really important or that's bothering you, I don't want to bail on you. So it takes you telling me you've got to go before because I do not want to bail on you. So that's where that's coming from. Yes, what you do is, uh, excuse me, you only allow them as close as you can trust them. And I'm talking about with everything, your heart, your mind, your possessions, you know, your secrets, everything. Um, if they cannot be trusted, you have to keep them at a distance that you're comfortable with them. Um, now, for instance, there are people, um, my daughter, for instance, I know she's related to me, but still, she's very, she, I mean, she's very, very trustworthy. You, you can trust this woman. If you tell her something, she will keep her mouth shut. She's one of those, and that's how I am. You tell me something, um, recently somebody told me how their, their husband, husband came home and just gave him paperwork and the, the divorce. In other words, husband just came home and said, I'm divorcing you. Here's the papers. Pack your stuff. She asked me not to tell anybody. I haven't told anybody. And you might say, well, you just told us. Well, I didn't tell you who it was, did I? I didn't give you any, any indication you could figure out who it was. That's how you do it. If, if, so if a person is real trustworthy, you tell them the things of your heart. You tell them your dreams, your disappointments. But as you get further out, there are people you don't. I only tell the first tier people. I, I tier people, one, two, three, and four. I don't go through all of the ten. Um, and I have them graded one through four, one being the highest. If I can trust you, when I, when I say trust you, I mean trust you in all things. I could give you the, uh, it's, it's inappropriate to do this, and I don't do this. But those people should be trustworthy enough where you can give them the keys to your car, which I do with my daughter. Um, or my daughter has a safety deposit box key of mine. And she's on the list to go in there. Nobody else's. So if you have someone who's first tier, they have proven that they're the type of person you can trust. You can have confidence that they 
um, are, are not going to do anything against you or they're not going to work against you. Second-tier people aren't that. Well, you can't give them that kind of trust. Second-tier people are people you like, you're pretty good friends, um, you, but you know they can't be trusted in all things. Like maybe they can't keep their mouth shut. Maybe they don't return things. Maybe they make promises and then don't keep the promises. Um, you know, maybe they gossip about people. Um, maybe they misrepresent you sometimes. Maybe so. Whatever it is, they they're working against you in some capacity, and they're not able to be fully trusted. Those are the two things, the criteria. Third tier people. Those are people you work with, people you meet on a bus or you know in a coffee shop. Or I don't go to coffee shops, but a lot of people do. So in other words, these are people you don't have a close relationship with, but you see them. Or you see people like them, you know, like Walmart, you talk to the checkout, whoever's checking you out, you talk to that person. Third tier people, you don't give any trust at all. You don't. You don't know anything about them. You really don't know them. You don't associate with them. You, you don't trust people. Or let me, let me word it this way. You don't extend trust to people that you do not really know. And then the ones you really know, you grade them as to whether or not they can be trusted or they can't be trusted. That's it. It's on and off. They can be trusted or they can't be trusted. And when I say trusted, I mean in all things. You know this person has demonstrated. So this person has demonstrated so you know that they can be trusted in everything. If you tell them something, car keys, money, you know, because I keep cash at my house in case I need cash. You know that you could tell them where the cash is and they wouldn't touch it, those types of people. The type of people you invite in your home and they walk in the door and they stay there until you invite them in the living room. Meaning these people respect you and they honor you. And they more than likely love you too. So they don't want, they would never want to do anything against you. Everybody else is not on that level. Second tier people, they might be in some areas you know, good, and other areas bad. So maybe they're the type of people, you know, you can go out and have dinner with, but you would never invite them to your home. And then there's people that you go to dinner with and you invite to your home, but you would stay with them. You, you wouldn't let them just wander through your house, which I don't go for that. To me, that's a sign of disrespect. You go where the host is, or you go where the host has invited you. And, but... It, Areas like bedrooms, off-limits. Laundry room, off-limits. Um, typically, if the host invites you in the living room and the host goes in the kitchen, you would go in the kitchen with the host because that's a communal area. Um, a bathroom, you use the hallway bathroom. You don't go in the master bedroom and use that bathroom. So there's etiquette, too. These people respect you and they honor the etiquette. Um, Third-tier people, I already told you who they are, but I haven't mentioned fourth-tier. Fourth-tier people are anybody that you used to be friends with or associate with or, or trusted who has betrayed you. Yeah. Fourth-tier people are betrayers. You have absolutely nothing to do with those people. Once they fall from grace, outer darkness. You don't bring them back into your life. You don't, you, I mean, you, you just absolutely have nothing to do with them. Now, if you... Consider these things. You may make a few adjustments or such. But these are the rules I live by, and they've served me quite well. 
The only time I've ever made a mistake is when I knew I shouldn't trust somebody and I did. That's it. The only other mistake, like loaning money to people that I knew weren't going to pay me back. And they didn't. Yeah. So they didn't disappoint me because I already expected that they wouldn't. So you do, you have to, if you want to really have stability in your life with people, you have to have some kind of a system uh, structured to deal with people, the people you can trust in all the other categories. And if you don't, you're, you will trust people you shouldn't. You get taken advantage of. You get your feelings hurt. You lose your love of man. You begin to think that everybody is just like these people, and I'm telling you, everybody is not like those people. There are people you can trust. There are people, when they tell you, I love you, they mean it. There are people who say, what, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do, and when you do, they do it. If it's within their means, they'll do it, and they'll drop what they're doing to help you. There are people like that. Um, unfortunately, some of them have been used to the degree that they, you know, by other people that they won't, uh, they're kind of worn. They're tired. They, you know, they're, they're, they feel betrayed. So if you're involved with somebody who's been betrayed, you need to be the person that doesn't betray them. You need to be the person that shows them that they're some, you are somebody they can trust and reestablish a friendship with them. The problem, there's two problems with people who have been betrayed or abused. They go one of two ways. Either they're completely trusting and get abused again by people, or they harden their hearts against people to protect themselves. The thing about the ones who readily trust and you know and, and embrace everybody, that group, is you will never be solid with them um, because they're they're too unstable. You have better luck, or at least I have better better luck with people who are hardened. Because they're very demanding of you in your behavior. They demand that you keep your word. They demand that when you tell them the truth. They demand you, you keep your promises. The other people don't. The ones that latch on you quickly and, and you know think you're the world and open their heart to you and all that, they don't. They're unstable. Um, they wear you out. They bore you. They, they just wear you out. They're... I'm not going to say energy vampires because I hate that saying, but they drain you and they make you despondent and then you don't want to be with them anymore. You want to get away from them. Okay, that's it. This is the whole freaking scope. I'm, I'm used to doing periscopes. This is the whole broadcast or podcast to be specific. Um, if you don't have a system, this has worked very well for me. Perhaps you already have an, a system, and maybe some of the aspects of this system that I use will be beneficial to you. Um, you be the judge. All right, goodbye.